This is money line. This money line. This money. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline, the big Bang boys are back in full effect. Cam is back in studio. But first, let me introduce none other than the statistician, my partner in grind every single Sunday. At Josh Jordan975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan! What is going on, Jerry? I feel like I haven't seen you in weeks, man. Or, or was it yesterday? <laughs> it's a small world for sure. We'll touch a little bit on that. But first, we didn't have him in, in studio last week, and that's why we got to come in strong. Behind the glass, every Sunday from 10 to noon, bringing you all the jams, all the heat. Cam! Guys, you make me blush. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Good to see you again. You're back. I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, last week I was in Corpus for an underwhelming trip, so it's uh, it's good to be back. Uh, what, what happened with the, the Senorita? Nothing? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, nah, you know what? It, it's cool. Um, first off, the Selena Museum was closed, oh. um, which was half the reason why I went. Uh, weather was a little... A little rainy, you know, so it was like I left Houston and went right back to Houston, except for not three hours away. Um, you know, yeah, me and the me and the senorita, we are we are no more. Oh, yeah. Is that oh, a good man. or a bad thing? Is everything okay? You know, we we had an amicable okay. little um little little split. Um, like she's a she's a great person. I still have mad respect for her. Like she, you know, she's got a lot of things going on for her. But you know, we're just uh, both in the time of our careers where we got a little more work to do. And uh, you know she she knew that she had to give what she did a hundred percent, and so I can't fault her for that. So Ooh, she's got to well, focus on her career, and it's all good. You know, it's it's pretty much just bad timing. You know, nothing well, that either one of us can do. So now I'm back on the buffet. <laughs> well, you heard it here, all you Latina ladies. Yep. You know how he likes them at Moneyline ninety seven five. If we want to reach out to Clutch City Camp or seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six, we have a lot. A lot in this jam-packed show because we have a lot of combine talk that we, we want to get to. And none other than Cody Stutes will be joining us at 11 o'clock to talk everything. I mean, he's been out there. He's been in the mix with everything Texans. I know you Texans fans are wondering, hey, what's going on out there? Do you Are you getting a read over what, who we're looking at or, you know, just any of those kind of things? Make sure you tune in during that segment because he's going to have a lot of stuff to give us. He is. He's all things Texans, guys. I mean, he is looking at all these offensive linemen, just everybody at the Combine that makes sense for the Texans. He's getting interviews. And by the way, if you haven't checked it out, get over to Sports Map, man. I mean, Cody is just pushing out content. It's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's like an article every every other hour. That, front page yeah. right now, Ed Oliver aiming to change the world, the whole defense when drafted. So, I mean, a lot of 
people are saying that maybe he can play linebacker. I'm, so I'm curious to see what everyone's saying as far as the talk around the media there being. And like I said, Cody's still there, and he's. But we're, we're lucky enough to have him this morning. We we are, and I was you know checking out you know Lance Zerline. We're lucky to work with him. He's there covering it as well. And I was looking at his Twitter timeline. It looks like Ed Oliver is not running, but. Lance thinks that maybe he he put on a little weight so that he'd look bigger. So he did weigh in at the combine, but he's going to run later. So that kind of makes sense, right? Like, I'm going to try and look like I'm a bigger dude, but then I'm going to shed some of that weight for my pro day and run my 40. So it's actually a pretty smart tactic if you think about it. It is, and it's a lot of the rumblings coming out, and we'll have more segments coming up forward, and we won't get too deep into right now, but a lot of news has come out. Uh, Kyler Murray's uh, height. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Things like that. What was uh, DK Metcalf gonna going to run? Uh, we we found out. We'll talk about it a little bit more, like I said later. But things like that is is what we're looking for right now. Because I mean, come on, we're, we we want to get back to the NFL. It's it's an inch closer to the draft, and then and and almost you know once we get to the draft, and you're looking back to 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 preseason and and the training camps and whatnot. So I guess it's just wishful thinking. And as soon as we get a chance, of you know, we're going to talk about it. So we will yes. elaborate a lot on combine. Day, uh, just as far as individual players that we might like, and uh, I mean, we'll have bets for oh. sure. I'll have some, uh, some. I mean, let's talk about bets first. Let's do that. So yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, we met. It was small world. I was there with a whole different crowd. Josh always talks about. Uh, he always references when he goes out and watches these soccer games and stuff. And for whatever reason, we've never caught one. Yesterday, I'm at the bar, um, waiting for the Clasico Barcelona Real Madrid, and I'm talking to some guy, and then he asked me what my name was, and I basically, you know, Jerry Bow, and he's like, "Oh, okay, Josh is coming up here," and I'm like. Josh who? You know, like, it's. A, I mean, I didn't have any idea. He, he's like, Josh, you're cool. So uh, this whole time, we've hung out with the same group when we go watch soccer, but just never been there at the same time. It yes. was the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. But here comes Josh rolling up, and, like, we we put our money on uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid over. Didn't end up cashing. But from the looks of it, we saw yeah. a lot of opportunities and no, no shebangs. No. I mean, there were so many shots on the goal that just missed. Yeah. And it was funny, too. Like, Jerry's so spot on. I mean, it was not five minutes into the game. And Jerry's like, man, I don't I don't think I like this style of play for our over. I mean, just as soon as the game started. And, man, Jerry was on it. I mean, we knew right away, hey, this is going to be a challenge. Any goal we get is, is going to be big. And we had some opportunities. They, they just didn't go in. And that's the thing with uh, I stress on live betting, and it's tough. I mean, live betting will get you in trouble. Before you know it, you have way more money invested in live betting than the original game and you ask yourself if if I felt so strong on this side what changed it five minutes into the game but again like just for example yesterday those two two teams have played each other three times in the last few weeks right so then you say familiarity but what was this exact situation the first time they played it was a cup game so then you're playing at home and away so then the second time they played you knew that if somebody scored which Barcelona did first Real Madrid would have to chase so the game opens up crazy now this Last game, which was yesterday, it was a league game. And like I explained to people, this isn't, they don't have playoffs in these leagues like how we have in football where you could say, Hey man, just get in as the, as the final seed and we can go. When they end their season, the season's over and however many points you accumulated is how many you end with. Three for a win, one for a tie, zero for a draw. They play X amount of games and whoever has the most points wins. So you can, you can win the title of your league a month before it even ends because mathematically they can't catch you. So going into 
going to that game yesterday, Barcelona was well ahead of them. This is Real Madrid's only chance to catch them. They're playing the top team, so basically it's a they could gain three points while taking three away from Barcelona. It was a six-point turnaround they could basically make, and you figured they're going to come out all strong. Now, five minutes into that game, don't get me wrong, five minutes is a little early, but you saw that Real Madrid didn't come out with urgency. They just kind of sat back and let let Barcelona bring it to them. They kept their line of four in the back, and not to get into too much soccer, but again, that's it's the bet and what you saw and what you handicapped, and you say, okay, here's my handicap. Let me see how it plays out. Once that game starts and you saw it had nothing to do with your handicap, you knew you were in trouble. No doubt about it. Like we said, we, we, we saw it early, and it was it was a defensive struggle. You know, I, I you know, everybody makes the joke about soccer nil-nil and, and all that stuff. But, man, it was fun. And, by the way, we were at Pitch 25. That place was bar. crazy. Was Yo, packed, that place guys. is so awesome. I went for the first time uh, about a week and a half ago for a friend's birthday on a Saturday night. And even though it was packed, it's so big, you can still move around. And the, the, the tight thing is, is that little mini soccer field that you yeah. can also do cornhole on. That that might be the new the new spot for a long time. That place is awesome. I mean, we had to. I got my tickets last week. They were free, but you have to get them online. But it was kind of funny. Some of the people that met us there didn't get the pre ordered tickets, and they just walked in and they got the shorter line. You know, yeah, so I'm, I saw I'm standing that. there forever for pre registering, and the people are just walking up or, or just walking straight into the bar. So I was like, "What the hell, man?" I like, kept thinking about yeah. that man. That line was was long, and and the other one had nothing. I kept thinking, "What was the point of me?" Yeah. doing this but uh the party there was only two in the whole states one was in la and one was in houston really? yeah that was that's what, what the big deal was they had la liga trophy there that's the trophy they were playing for they had it there gotcha. um, but i mean it was it was it was fun it let's was say blast man they had chick-fil-a at the bar you know so you, you could get bar food or there was somebody there with like fresh hot chick-fil-a like ready to go of course you had to pay seven bucks for a sandwich but you know, you're going to have to overpay for bar food. That's kind of how it goes. But, I mean, really cool place, man. And, I mean, everything's on on pads over there. Like, you can't even pay cash if you if you want to. Like, everything's on cards. And Stella and Jerry, they got, like, the sneaky system to where you only have the opportunity to tip, like, 15 or 20%. You don't see the option to, to pick any other amount of money. And you're like, really? I'm, I'm having to tip $7 for a bucket of beer? <laughs> but I fell for it, so... You know, congrats, guys. You got me, and you got everybody there that day. Man, how much money do you think they made yesterday? Oh, Ooh. man. But let's let's talk about making money right now before yeah. we hit this first break. We got a kickoff in five minutes, and we're talking about Everton, Liverpool. Both teams coming off big wins. Liverpool coming off a 5-0 thrashing, which they desperately need needed to keep pace with the uh, English Premier League title. And you have Everton, a team that's been bad this year, and they're coming off a 3-0 win. What stands out to me here, though, is the, the, the need of Liverpool and the way that this game, I think, will be played open. So as of right now, we're going to drop two bets. We're going to say over first half Liverpool – over one, so there will be at least one goal combined by those two teams. And then I'm going to take Liverpool straight up, minus 175 on the money line. I know it's juice, but I really believe they hammer them today. So go ahead and play Liverpool in English Premier League right now. Money line first, uh, money line for the game and over for the first half. You're listening to Moneyline, where we try to make it easy like a Sunday morning to cash tickets. We'll be right back. Big 
follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Known as a Dixon, we all want to take a hit. Fun of back blocks, got ten. Trying to get our hands on some dollars and cents. And fools can't hold us. Every chance we get, we're hitting up the road. Coming up short of the green cards. And I might start slinging bean pods. Or the blue bag t-shirt. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. If you got any kind of questions today, any any kind of funny stories, any did you watch the, the Classico yesterday? Do you remember the Classico? <laughs> because um, we had a long day yesterday, and we were just talking about it right now. Uh, we ran into Fred Fowler after the show, uh, after the game, and we we went to a new brewery where they'll have uh, one of his beers. They're yeah. actually giving, making a beer. Um, I think it's called the Falconator. He said something like that. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, no, we had a great time. We met up with and, and, and shout out to, to Cheers because I, I went home and, and took <laughs> plenty of those, and uh, that's the reason I'm alive today. Hey, you, you look like you're ready to go. Like you didn't do. I it went outside trying. I went outside trying to do yard work. That's how what? great. I, and it was raining, and I said, "Well, thanks to Cheers." No, but no, honestly, <laughs> uh, no hangover today. Uh, surprisingly, I, I think that. When you go from drinking regular domestic beer and then you switch venues to a to a brewery and they they start bringing out these IPAs, Ooh. you you got to hit another gear and <laughs> we failed to do that. We stayed in fast mode and and you know how that usually ends. Yeah, we uh, we had a good time. We'll just put it that way. So we we put some beers back yesterday. It was it was a good day, man. I I had a blast yesterday, and it finally we got a little break from the. Like the Seattle that we've been living in, it seems like the last week where it rains every damn day. So we at least we got a little bit of a break from that yesterday. So it was a blast, man. It was great hanging out with Fred and man, Eric Sandler was there too. We and Aaron, uh, the producer of the Blitz, was there. It was out of just nowhere. A, yeah, that's what I'm, I thought. Like I was telling him, I thought they were joking. Like, hey, there's an Aaron looking like that was. <laughs> I turned around and it was Aaron yeah. was there too. For some reason, everyone was at one place, and like I said, we had a great time. Uh, let's get into. Some news around the NFL. Around the NFL. What's happening? So I guess we say big news, but I guess in this time of the offseason, you're looking for something. And news that broke this, I don't know if it's got an uh, on-field impact as it does benefit us off-field. And one Jason Witten will not be... I guess blessing us in the booth anymore. <laughs> so that's why I say it's uh, got an off-field impacts as well for us uh, fanatics of the game because uh, his run was short-lived. Yeah. And I don't know if he'll ever go back. You know, some guys you're thinking, man, he's going back to football. He'll be right back in the booth. I don't think he'll ever be back. No. I, I, I really think this is how this went down. His agent was like, uh, yeah, Jason – yeah, we're, we're not going to have you back next year because you're kind of terrible. And, uh, and then his agent said, hey, we're getting an offer from the Cowboys. And Jason's like, oh, perfect. Now I don't look bad for losing my my you know, my my job in the booth. I, I don't look bad. I look like I'm going back to play football. And, you know, so he doesn't he doesn't feel bad. and He doesn't look like he failed as a broadcaster. But we all know he, he was terrible. So I'm excited about that, and and he hasn't been able to run for years. You know, he's a good blocker, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and he's got a big body, so you know he can catch some first downs for him. But you know, he's one of those guys. As soon as he catches the ball, he gets tackled. You know, he he just can't run anymore. But you know, he he might be able to get some third downs for him. So maybe he'll help the Cowboys. How, this how year. fortunate for Jason that he can go from being 
you know, an, an, an older tight end, retire from the league, go suck at broadcasting, and then just think, you know what? Mm, I think I'm going to hop back in the league for a quick five mil yeah. like that. Like, I wish all of our lives were that easy. You're like, no, you know what? I, I regret it. I do love you, girl. I'm coming back. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, here's your five million. Uh, let's talk about what he has been on the field, though. In 2017, 560 yards, a career low. Um, other than 2013, obviously, uh, whenever he didn't, he, he had a 15 game sample there. So we're talking about 16 game samples, which is 16 game seasons, which he has all the time. That's one thing that you do. You'll get 16 games out of him. Yeah, he's durable. 560 yards, a career low, 8.9 yards per reception, also a career low. Do you think, I mean, what are they expecting from him coming back? I know he won't see as many snaps, I don't believe, but. Is he hindering the the growth of the guys behind him? Is 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 we know Dallas runs. Is is he that much better than all these other guys that actually block him? Because a tight end's got to seal the outside, right? Like that's what it is, dude. I'm, he's almost like another offensive lineman out there for him. You know, I think that's what it is. He helps the running game. He knows every all the plays. He knows everything. He gets people lined up. He's a professional. He's not. You don't have that upside with him anymore. But you also have a nice a floor with him to where he's not going to hurt you. But you know, he's he's not going to be the difference maker either. But I think it's probably a pretty pretty smart move for the Cowboys. He's not costing you a fortune. He gives you a little help. And obviously, if they thought they had somebody that he's taken playing time from that would be better than him, then then they wouldn't have made this move. Yeah, I was just going to say, we haven't seen any real growth from any of these these Cowboys tight ends since Witten retired. And yeah. even when he was there, you know, they, they had high hopes for that guy out of San Diego State who I can't think of his name. But, yeah, we haven't, you don't, we don't hear any talk of Titans doing anything in Dallas. So that's literally what it is. He's a $5 million blocker. He is. And, you know, Gronk has kind of turned into that a little bit at the end of his career. Of course, he had a nice little playoff run, which, you know, made Gronk look a little better. But during the season... You know, he's they just can't run like they used to. So that that's the difference for those guys. So it makes sense. I'm just glad he's out of the broadcast booth. I, I'm curious who's going to actually do Monday Night Football now. Like, they haven't released that yet. Did you guys was, see that uh, that hilarious Steve Smith shot no. at no. Jason Witten? Uh, yeah, so during the combine, they were interviewing Steve Smith. And uh, Steve Smith said, uh, no, I'm actually good on TV, so I think I'll just stay here. <laughs> He doesn't mind, dude. Steve Smith will take a shot. I love Steve Smith. I thought, you know, this is kind of the cool thing about the Combine, right, is it's really like a, a winter meetings also. It's where all these GMs and coaches get together, and, you know, they talk about trades and, and, and other stuff like that. We, we kind of forget that part of it. And some things came out. One, it looks like secretly, you know, the Raiders were saying that they are all in on Derek Carr, but now there's a report on Pro Football Talk that they're actually shopping him. Which, that makes a lot more sense. Because Derek Carr, I mean, how could you have seen last season and be like, no, I'm good. He's our quarterback. Like, that has to worry you a little bit. So, you know, Mike Mayock came out and said, like, he's our guy. And now we're seeing reports that they're actually shopping him. Which makes a lot of sense. Because you don't want to come out and and say you're wanting to move somebody. Because then you don't get value for him. So, that you know, Mike Mayock saying the right things. But they're actually shopping him. So, I just... I don't know. He's making a lot of money. I don't know if there'll be any takers. How much is his value right now? I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Is it maybe that on another team he would have had more success? Because there's points yeah. in his career where you think, you thought, let's say, he can be something in yeah. this league. He's got, he, he's a true bookworm, like they say. He's a he, he's a locker room guy. Yeah. I mean. Well, they he, went to the playoffs, what, two seasons ago? And then all of a sudden Gruden comes in and they have that horrible season. I mean, it's not like the dude can't 
produced. Maybe he's a little overvalued and a little overpaid. But my whole thing is, is okay, so when is Oakland actually going to start rebuilding? Like, I thought that's <laughs> what they were going to do last year. And then we hear all these talks of, like, Antonio Brown to Oakland, and now they're trying to trade away their quarterback that they just drafted three years ago. It's just like, geez, like, they're just getting rid of this entire team. I, I think uh, I think he kind of lost the locker room. Remember that report of him crying on the field? And all his teammates and all the guys in the NFL and all the memes. I wasn't crying. Oh, yeah. you're, cr- you're crying. <laughs> you're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. So, you know, football's kind of a, a violent sport with, you know, some scary dudes. But if you're on the ground crying, <laughs> like that's that's going to be kind of hard to, to be the leader of that team. And I, I, I don't know. But that makes a lot of sense to me. A guy like Mike Mayock, he feels like a you know, a hard-nosed kind of football kind of guy. So if he thinks that's the reputation of Derek Carr, then, you know, I guess it's time to move on. So they'll try and get something for him. But Never trust a quarterback with the last name Carr. Yeah. And remember, all of us in Houston were like, oh, y'all should have taken Carr. You didn't draft him just because of his last name. Yeah, and I remember You remember that. all yeah. that? You know, so for a while, as Texans fans, we were like, man, we, we missed it on this guy. You know, we shouldn't have done that. And now, it's, you know, time's playing out. You know, he's just kind of a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Another quarterback that we we mentioned crying, and this might happen to him, Josh Rosen. <laughs> Some people are saying that the Redskins have openly spoken about trading for him. Is there a – is there a not, let's not say need, but is there a market out there for Rosen? Are there teams that are saying, hey, that guy's young and he was drafted up there for a reason. Sure. You are giving up on him because, yeah, if let's say if. This isn't a world of ifs. If they do grab Kyler Murray, people are saying, man, they're taking a one-in-a-lifetime shot with a player like that that's got those those that skill set, and maybe they're moving on from Rosen too fast. Can he be a steal for someone? Maybe. I mean, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks be pretty awful in their first year and then still end up being pretty good quarterbacks. So, Yeah, and Arizona was trash. Yeah. I mean, the, the receivers were hurt all year. O-line was terrible. The defense was pretty beat up. I mean— if if I'm Arizona, I don't. Why not? Why not pull the gun, draft Murray, and then trade Rosen for pro- probably another first round pick, but are you at gonna least a second. Get, are you gonna get that though? That's see, that's the thing, Cam. Where I'm like, are you hurting yourself as far as value? Right? You know, you just spent a first round pick on this guy, and he was terrible, and now you're gonna have to try and flip him, and everybody saw that he was terrible. So, like, you're totally right. But as you know, somebody that's running Arizona's team. That doesn't sound like great business there. You know, that they got you. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of running and running into trees, Alex Collins is facing <laughs> three charges stemming from his arrest on, in Baltimore Friday morning. Collins was taken into custody after crashing his Corvette into a tree about a mile from the Ravens facility. The 24-year-old was released by the Ravens mere hours after the arrest. He was cited for possession of more than 10 grams of marijuana, intent to distribute marijuana, and possession of a handgun inside the vehicle. I mean, is that good? (laughs) I don't even know. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had faded off a little bit last year, and uh, Gus had become more of that guy there. But that 2017 campaign, that wasn't that far ago where he made it seem like, okay, he can be that guy. Yeah. What happens with Collins now? He's going to get something from the league. I'll tell you that. Something's going to come down for sure, man. And, in a time right now, yeah. yeah, you can't be pulling stuff. 973 rushing yards in 2017, basically a thousand yard rusher. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody's got use for him. They do, but this isn't going to help. Obviously, you hate to kill guys for stuff like this, but 
it just looks bad. And you saw the thing with Demarius Thomas this week too, right? Demarius Thomas was driving 70 in a 30-mile-per-hour uh, zone when he crashed. And it, it, some other people were hurt in the car. He, yeah. got, he got out with minor injuries and... Does, that can't help him. No. You know it's a bad accident and you're at fault when you're driving and you're the only car in the accident. You know what I mean? Like that's that yeah. means you just lost control of your car because you were probably high or drunk or something. 70 yeah. and a 30? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like all of us might have a little heavy foot here and there, but sure. 30 is usually like in a residential neighborhood, yeah. right? Like when you see 30, it's it's in a center neighborhood. So where was he going that he was supposed to be going 30? But he was, imagine just, you know, when you're in a neighborhood and you know you're, when you hit 40 or 50, which you shouldn't be. It feels extremely fast, right? Imagine going 70 in a neighborhood, bro. He was leaving the X's. You're flying. You are flying at 70 through a neighborhood. Yeah. But my thing is, is you just, you just tore your Achilles. Like, why are you messing around? Like, this is even, I think this is worse for Thomas because he's, he's coming off of a major, a major injury that, that can severely affect his NFL career. And then he goes and gets into a crash and gets into legal trouble. Like, if I'm an NFL team, like, do I do I really want to gamble on a guy that's got one leg and is going you know seventy into thirty like yeah and if I'm Demarius Thomas I'm going to be like uh, it was my Achilles uh, I couldn't get my foot off the accelerator and uh, that's why I was going so fast so you know you come up with an excuse something like that like oh it's, it's my injury uh, that's your left Achilles Demarius uh, I drive with my left foot yeah, whatever <laughs> just make some stuff up right another guy though that uh, the word on the street was and I still need to get a look I, I can't believe anything this guy says because Le'Veon Bell ballooned to 260 pounds people were saying that's the word now he's coming back his trainer's calling the reports laughable he said his guy is training day in day out harder than he's ever ever tried likely closer to 225 he's saying and he's eyeing that 48 million dollars uh, around that, that uh, for, yeah. for three years I, mean, I just I can't believe anything that comes out of his camp uh or his side as well as Antonio Brown, and I don't know how I got here. These these are well, I don't even want to say Steeler players. They're they're ex Steelers player, you know. So I don't know how we got here, but I mean, what is Bell? And we talk about this every week, and and we probably will going forward touch on these two guys every week because every single week it seems like there's something new. Yeah, and they're great players. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is these are two guys that are pretty much the best at what they do on the planet. And we're going to get into the Antonio Brown stuff a little more when Holly joins the show. Yeah, make sure you guys tune in. She'll be coming on in the uh, n- not two segments from now. She'll be coming on uh, basically letting us know what she thinks about. I know she's going to bring some sideline smack talk, and I know a lot of it revolves around Antonio Brown uh, going on the show with uh, LeBron and them. and. Cool. If y'all what? haven't seen this and what he looks like now, oh, we have to get into that a little bit later. He yeah, looks that, crazy. That that <laughs> that mustache. <laughs> he looks like the devil. I don't know what he's doing. Like, does he really think he's helping out his stock right now, or does he not even care about that? And he's more worried about his personal appearance to like what people think about him because it seems like that. It seems like he's trying to make everyone around. And and I'm not. I'm not saying Big Ben is a saint by any any means, but when you win a Super Bowl and you've done things like that, there's a respect factor. And you told yeah. me earlier, and it makes perfect sense. Do you think any of these quarterbacks, like how many of these quarterbacks are, are likable, like yeah. that you hang out with? Don't get me wrong. They're likable what you see, but how many of them are really like guys that, that hang out with you in the locker room? Most of these guys got to be a certain way. Yeah. If, 
you can't. I don't know. They're the leaders of these teams. You can't have your. You don't want. You don't want your quarterback with a let's cut up mentality. Like <laughs> no. hey, hey, hitting each other with the wet towel, getting out of the, out of the shower. Just <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You don't want that. You want that serious guy. And don't get me wrong. Big Ben probably does that. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. This just it's just not the way of that franchise. And now this stuff's coming out, and people are just it's starting to look very bad. Yeah, and Antonio Brown now saying, like, I don't have to play football. Man, you don't want to hear stuff like that. And, I, mean, I mean, he's got years, like, what, three years left on his deal, tons of money there. I mean, what are you doing, man? Like, And I don't want to spoil uh, what Holly's got coming on because I know she's going to touch a lot about on this. But, I mean, to say you don't want to – I don't have to play football, that means, like, if you give him a contract and things aren't going their way, first it's got to be a winning way because he's used to going to the playoffs. What if he goes to a team like like the Jets or something yeah. that have a they they have some rebuilding in front of them and they have a young quarterback and and I mean imagine what he would do to him. It's like week ten he might just walk off like man I'm done with this and yeah I can't trust him. Imagine and he's asking for big money still and it's he's old. I just. It's bad news what he's doing to himself. No doubt, dude. And Michael Irvin said on the Combine coverage, if he really wants to get traded, he's hurting himself. Shut up. You're making all the other GMs not want you. You look like a pain in the ass. So he's not doing himself any favors. He sounds just like a spoiled rich kid. Yeah. Just no matter, gets what he wants, and then it's still not good enough and just... You know, they say it. They say you know, attention or whatever it is is not is not bad attention. But at a certain point, it gets to that level where, dude, you just gotta you just gotta cool it, man. Yeah. March seventeenth, we'll call it as the day that the Steelers are gonna have to hand them over two point five million as a roster bonus. Brown is quoted as saying they want to start fresh off season with no bad blood on their team, so they could just focus on football. So I think they'll get it done. We'll see. We'll see. One thing we do know, we're going to keep dropping some winners here on Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. We'll be right back. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. A lot of n****s like busting nuts in her teeth. Drink it up, drink it up, even though she's Catholic. That don't mean sh** cause she's giving up the quick, quicker than you can say candy. The blisters on my snicker. And no man, she can take on three men built like he man. Her little bitty truck got gallons of semen. 14. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN975.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 975 Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. If you got any questions on any of the games coming up today, hit us up. We'll be glad to try to give you a winner. Also, at Moneyline975 on Twitter, you can find us if you don't want to make uh, contact with our voices. If you, Because this week I, I had a troll line. Let's talk about that as yeah. well. It's a real thing. If you see me posting, and I don't mean it in a bad way, sometimes I need to hear that. If, 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 if you lost money on El Clasico yesterday, that number that I give out is a voicemail. 
um, I say operators are standby, but it's basically just a recording of me. And if you got something to get off your chest, if you had a bad beat, it has nothing to do with me. Go ahead and call. Tell me why a free throw at the end of the game killed your bet. Tell me why you're upset over a certain thing, and we'll be playing the best of those. Edited, obviously, because I know that it might come <laughs> off in, in an explicit way. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, and I'll be listing that number all the time. And, like I said, it's just more for fun. And, hey, man, Terry, I can't believe that Messi didn't, you know, just yeah. whatever, man. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt my feelings. As much as things go down on the Twitter world, don't worry about me. I'll be all right uh, listening to these messages. It's it's free content for the show, right? I mean, that's fantastic. That's what I love about it. And by the way, you can find that. It's on Jerry's Twitter account, at Jerry Bo Knows. So if you, want, if you want to call into that number and you want to be a part of the show, you want to have a little fun, Tell us about your bad beats. You know, maybe you know Jerry's not going to get every pick right. You know, that's just how it happens, man. So at least we ought to get something out of it, right? When you miss, then maybe we get some good show content out of it. So it's still a win-win for us. It's a win-win-win yeah. situation. And like I said, he, it's not called winning. It's called gambling. Yes. And the best guys out there, they're out there toting around 56 57%. Imagine that. But if you tell the, the random football fan that he believes he knows football, he'll tell you, man, I can get six, seven out of ten all the time. Go ahead, try it. Yeah. Try good luck. It. Good luck. <laughs> Another person needing good luck this, or let's say a family needing better luck this week is the Ball family. Tell me more about this. <laughs> All right. So, so here's the deal. Here is Lavar Ball is basically throwing his own tournament, kind of similar to the McDonald's All American Game and the Allen Iverson Round Ball Classic. Basically, just because his kid didn't get invited to either one of those, so. That, that's what you do now is if you're LeVar Ball and you're upset that LaMelo didn't get invited in the, the big All-American games to you know put his skills on display, then you just start your own tournament and throw your own, throw your own classic, throw your own game. That, that's where we are in this world right now. I just can't stand this guy, and this is just another reason why. But and the funny thing is, too, is because the, the tournament they're throwing – they're not going to get the top talent to play against his son because they're all committed. You know, the, the really top recruits are committed to the McDonald's game and the, uh, the Iverson game. Yeah, you can only play one for NCAA rules. Right. So essentially, he's he's going to be playing against lesser players to, to showcase his skills. And look, like I, I can't begrudge anybody for having money and the ability to, to put on something like this, but... I just hate this guy. Can I just put it out there and say, I hate this guy. I can't stand him. I hate everything he stands for, but it works, right? He comes out and says stupid crap, and he gets on TV and on the radio because of it. And here we are talking about it on our show. It it clearly works. I guess it's like the Skip Bayless kind of thing, right? You just say ridiculous stuff, and and people talk about it. Yeah, it's clickbait. Does he have a point, though? And I'm not saying he does or not. I'm just saying ESPN's recruiting rankings have the youngest ball brother a 95 overall, as well as the 13th overall prospect in the class of 2019. Would you be mad as a parent? Are you saying, man, is this something personal? But then again, this is what you wanted, right? You wanted to get up there and make a a buffoon out of yourself, going out on all these shows, making it more about yourself rather than the ability of your son. So... You 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 made your own bed, right? You, this is what you asked for, and all of a sudden, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's kind of messed up that he's the 13 overall prospect in the, in the class of 2019, and he's not going to get to. Sure. So, is there something to that? I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of messed up. I mean, they, they go into some of the details in the article, but my point is, is what other parent could do that? 
Oh, my kid didn't get invited to the to this game. I'll just throw my own game. Like who else has that type of opportunity? So it, it just bothers me. I and I don't like the dude. I don't think I've said that enough, right? And we had him what a week or two ago saying Lonzo is better than LeBron James. You know, I mean, just it's just ridiculous. I'm I'm just so tired. And how he of this could guy. beat Michael Jordan one on one, and how yes. when he was comparing how his son was better than LeBron, he tried to bring up how LeBron's been in the league all these years and still doesn't shoot free throws well. Uh-huh. It's like okay. Doesn't matter. He does everything else great. Like your son is never going to be on LeBron's level, and it's just he's making. I mean, he's he's making an ass out of himself. Like I get you want to promote your kids, but it's gotten to the point for me where I think he's promoting them solely for him because this guy was unheard of until you know his kid went off. What was it? Where did uh, uh, UCLA? Lonzo. Yeah. And then made it to the NFL, and all of a sudden we're hearing about ball. I mean, this is a dude that averaged two points in. You know, when he played college basketball, like he averaged two minutes and two points a game. Like this guy was a nobody as far as like, you know, basketball terms and talent. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I can't I can't stand him. Me neither. And he's got like the George Foreman thing going on. He's not naming all his kids George, but you got Lonzo and Angelo and LaMelo and his name's LaVar. Boy, this guy loves him some him. He must be a T.O. fan. Nah, he uh, he for sure does, and I remember that. I mean, come on, this is the guy that made comments that he could take Jordan one on one, and and I mean, it's just it's just getting out of hand. Another guy though that got out of hand is one Mike McCarthy. Yes, yeah, he went in on on a tirade against the refs at his stepson's high school basketball game. Supposedly, he went after him. There's video yeah. that he he goes in the locker room after him and. Basically, the uh, director J- uh, Janelle Batten told the station uh, the the parents chose to follow uh, the, the parent chose to follow the official and berate them, which is clearly unacceptable. We've been contacted by the WIAA regarding last night's basketball game, and we're currently looking into this. And it's just it's a bad look, right? You, you know who's loving this, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I told you. <laughs> you know, he's like, I yep. told you. Yep. But it just. Uh, as parents, and and I bring it up because, like I said about Lavari, he seems like the guy that I mean. I always think like, man, at one point he's going to run on the court right now just yeah. to make it about him. So you uh, you got to be very very careful. Uh, careful. He I saw- has. He he pulled his AAU team off the court oh, in the middle yeah. of the game because they weren't getting the foul calls that he thought <laughs> they deserved. I mean, come on, that's just that's just ridiculous. To, what are you teaching these kids? You know what I mean? Uh, whenever you. Whenever you could pull your son out or, or t- you go play overseas, they're not going to do things our way. We're not going to do a traditional. We'll go overseas. Let's mm-hmm. do. I mean, I don't even think people have gotten their big baller brand shoes yet because I remember a few months back <laughs> yeah. they said that there was like a pushback. And I was thinking, man, it was a long time ago that I was making those jokes about when they came out, those yeah. stainless steel looking shoes. And, and and I don't think people have gotten. I mean, what's going on here? Production is that backed up? I doubt that. No, I just wish Zion was wearing those shoes when the sneaker blew out. (laughs) Oh, man, it's going to be a lot of fun here for the rest of this show. We got about a a little over an hour left, a lot of action. We got Holly coming up this very next segment with Sideline Smack Talk. And right at 11 o'clock, we're going to have one Cody Stutes talking everything Texans, everything Combine. If you have any questions for him, if you're out there wondering, man, I wonder what what so-and-so or what, what what the coach has got to say. If you're wondering about your specific team, maybe he has information on a player that you're looking forward to. So feel free to call in during that 11 o'clock hour and hit Cody with any kind of questions you might have. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. 
Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Hey, yo. You ready? Let's do it. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. I would have liked for me and Ben to be cool. You know what I mean? I thought we was cool. But when I think, I only, well, I've been in his house one time. He's been in my house one time. You know what I mean? We don't work out in the offseason. It's like, yo, if we really want to win, you think that's winning? That's not winning. That's not a winning culture. You know what I mean? If I'm going to do something in the team, we got to be on the same page. We got to, I'm saying, we got to understand each other. We got to know what we set out to do. I don't even have to play football if I don't want, bro. I don't even need the game. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If I, if they want to play, they're going to play by my rules. If not, I don't need to play. You want the game now? No, I don't. I, I, I mean, okay? I, obviously, I want the game, but I don't need the game. It's a different. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to play for no one. Like, I'm happy you see this. It's paid off cash. I don't owe no one. I'm a millionaire, bro. I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I don't have to prove no one anything. I don't take any blame. I just think I took responsibility for my situation. You know, I didn't point a finger. I didn't make no one look bad. I didn't throw no stones at anyone. That is one. Antonio Brown, when he sat down with NFL, uh, the NFL Access on their show, their interview, and that's what he had to say, basically. I don't, we spoke about it earlier. I don't know if that's the. I don't know if that's what you want out of a guy that's supposedly going to join a team and, and help you lead a franchise to, to better days. I don't know if that's what you want to hear before signing on that paper, on that on the dotted line yeah. saying, hey, man, we're going to pay you. But nobody better to talk to about this than Holly, Exo Holly's where, at Exo Holly's where you can find her on Twitter. What's going on, Holly? Hey, guys. What's going on? Oh, you know, just hanging out, talking about this Antonio Brown drama. I'm sure you have a take on this, I imagine, right? Okay. If they want to play, they're going to play by my rules. If not, I don't need to play. Excuse me? Okay, don't get me wrong. Y'all know I totally love it when the players speak their mind. I respect that. And I love and respect A.B.'s on-the-field performance. But this, I mean, come on, man. Seriously, he's approaching this all wrong. If I'm a coach... I'm not even looking at A.B. anymore, to be honest. Like, I don't want that in my locker room, on my field. You're a superstar. You should be a leader. Leaders don't point fingers at everyone but themselves. You take the heat. Let the public come to your defense. Let the fans stand by you, right? I mean, we all see Big Ben throwing blind freaking picks in the end zone. We know A.B. That's not on you. Like, you don't have to beg people to see Big Ben. We see him, right? No doubt. I mean, I know you guys aren't. You guys don't care for Ben's attitude either, neither do I, but you just don't go around bashing your quarterback and your coach. Like, A.B. sat down with LeBron on his show and basically just nailed them both for, like, 30 minutes. I'm just watching clips like, are, are you serious? You're complaining because Ben, he's your friend. He says he's your friend, but he doesn't throw you the ball the whole first quarter. Like, grow up. You're acting like he stole your bag of Skittles at recess. It's called double coverage and a wide-open juju on the other side of the field. I, I don't get it. He's sitting here preaching team, but yelling me. I'm just not with that. You're telling the media you want respect from the team, but yet you're bashing the team you spent your entire career with. There's even other players that are just looking at him like, what, what are you doing? Look at Fitzgerald. He's over there crying over in Arizona for the love of God. He wishes he had a big bid. Yeah. 
Quote, all year, Ben called me out when we lose a game like, A.B. should have ran a better route. That's the type of guy he is. He feels like he's the owner. Bruh, you threw that blank to the B lineman. How the blank am I going to run a better route? Yeah, he's okay, taking... that part was really funny. Yeah. But again, <laughs> but again, you just you have to have a level of respect. And you want to be a leader on a team somewhere. I don't want a guy like that on my field, in my locker room. I just... That's not somebody I look at as a leader. I find it all just... Like I said, we're not Big Ben fans. I mean, I'm not personally. And we've heard that he has a crappy attitude. But you got to show some respect if you want other people to follow you. I just think that a lot of this is, is funny that the timing of it's coming out because, look, Antonio Brown still over the last years is always leading the league in receptions and yards and up there in touchdowns and making Pro Bowls. And all of a sudden, the one year where he has a guy that gets a little more attention than him in the wide receiver game... This is when all the complaints about Big Ben and wanting to be traded come out. Like it just seems like he's honestly just jealous that Juju stole the spotlight this year, and he's butthurt. He's like he's acting like a little petulant child that's not the most popular kid anymore. You know, he should be like on a Mean Girls three. You know, he doesn't get his way. Cause, you know, <laughs> I like, completely uh, agree, Cam. You know? totally nailed it. Like, where was how long have you played for the Steelers? How long have you been with Big Ben? Oh, how long have y'all hung at your house one time? Like, come on. You're, I think he's a little sensitive and a little jealous of Juju. You're exactly right. Now, another thing, another name that always comes up, and it's a you ask yourself, is this where the problem starts? Mike Tomlin, and he says that uh, during one of those interviews, he says that basically Mike Tomlin said, you're banged up, banged up man. You can just go home. You ain't even got to be here. Basically, he was sent home for asking for a little treatment whenever they were going uh, heading into a must-win game. He says Ben got in a motorcycle crash and threw three touchdowns the same week. And basically, he, he he's saying, why does he get special treatment? And and it's not the same for me. You want to know why? Antonio Brown looks like a crazy person now. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Have you seen the blonde mustache? I saw this on Twitter. Antonio Brown really went on national TV with a blonde mustache, eight right angles in his beard, a blueberry twizzler in his hair, and wonders why nobody's taking him serious. I mean, he looks like exactly. a crazy he does person. Look a looks like Dennis Rodman 2.0. Yes. He, He's going through his midlife crisis. But about the comment that you just said about Coach Tomlin, you're banged up, you don't have to be here, you can go home. Uh, yeah, my soccer coach would tell me the same thing. We don't have time for people to sit here and complain. Go ice yourself after practice, homie. Like, we don't, I mean, what, you're an athlete. You know how many people go out there banged up? If my coach told me, okay, well, why are you whining and crying like a little baby? If you don't feel good, go home. No, I, I'm Talk with out. you. I, I'm Bye. with you. It makes no sense. How many franchises out that. there can take on someone like him? Because it's going to be tough. What would you? It, it, look at his demands. Like, oh, Ben and I don't hang out with, like, Ben's like almost forty. How many married guys with <laughs> yeah, like kids? Sure they don't or, live in the same city either. Anyway. Yes, I mean, what would you do? Like, I don't think Ben's the guy like going out anymore. You know, like he probably doesn't do much. Most quarterbacks don't do much, right? They they have to spend so much time preparing and and, and watching film and stuff like that. I mean, you're not twenty. You're not going to meet him at, at a club and go have beers. I, I just don't get it. It seems like he's complaining about all the wrong things. Now, the wrong things for him though is. He wants. He. I know he wants to go somewhere that is going to have a winning, you know, franchise. Sure. Uh, reports say that three teams are come have come out and and shown interest already: the Raiders, the Redskins, and the Titans. <laughs> I mean, hey, go ahead, go ahead and go. 
Go ahead and go on over there to the Oakland Raiders. That'll be perfect for you. Stay in Oakland. Don't go to my division, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> go to Oakland. Maybe they've got enough drama on that team. He loves drama. Go over there. Like Imagine him in Oakland, when, especially once they go to Vegas. Now, out of those three teams, Oakland has four top uh, four picks in the top 35 of the draft after making those those wild trades this year. Yeah. They have a plenty to, to, to offer, but again... That's just, that would be the Oakland way. Offer a bunch for him. Give up those picks that they gave up. Really good people. Uh, yeah. Khalil Mack, uh, Cooper. Go ahead and give up those picks that you acquired and then blow them on Brown. And then Brown just go ahead and have a short career following this because his head's too he's too headstrong. And, and that would be the exact Oakland way. It, it would. And, I mean, he wants a new deal, too. That's what's so insane. He's, he's, got three years, yeah, he's got three years left on his contract. He's making a lot of money. It just makes no, it'd be like when remember when Randy Moss went to Oakland. Like that would be what would happen here. He would just quit on him. I mean, is there any fit, Holly, for him? Is there is there a team that you're like, yeah, that that actually might make some sense for Antonio? Honestly, I'm still stuck on Miami because I really still think that he would be perfect over there because they don't have anything. Like I said before, they don't have any superstars, so his ego and him could just. They could run it over there. I, I kind of can see Oakland, though, now that people are bringing it up, because I don't think Derek Carr gives a crap, to be honest. And Derek Carr wears eyeliner. I mean, like he would probably go party with him. I don't know. I'd, I'm interested to see where he goes. I'm just glad that he's not going to be in my locker room. He's you know not going to be wearing green. So what's super funny to me die. is the fact that he's complaining about a quarterback and that's why he wants to get traded. And all three of these teams have major quarterback issues. Yes. Like you don't know what Oakland's yeah. going to do with Derek Carr. You don't know what the hell is going on with Washington's quarterback situation. And yeah, Tennessee, Mariota, yeah, Mariota <laughs> can't stay healthy. So it's funny that this dude wants to leave Pittsburgh so bad, and he could possibly end up in a worse spot quarterback-wise and team-wise. Like, it's karma, bro. Like, you, you wind your way into a worse situation. Imagine the sit down between him and uh and him and Gruden Chucky like try, him trying to like pep talk him the way he talks. All right, Antonio. All right, Antonio. The way you know like just like come on, Chucky. Well, and like Fitzgerald said, like Fitzgerald said, you're so lucky, Antonio. Like you would die to like he would die. Poor Fitzgerald's over there rotting away. He never has anybody throwing the ball. Like Fitzgerald's going through all these like oh my god through hell over there. And AB's like begging for one of those situations. Okay, yeah, go ahead and go jump into like a rookie quarterback or like you said, an injured quarterback like Mariota when you never know when he's going to play. Let's see how AB really enjoys that. Can you see AB doing that? No. We're just going to hear more complaining about it. Well, I don't have a quarterback worth of crap. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you want a quarterback? Yeah. Like, I don't get him. He's all about his brand now, too. I mean, I brought this up a couple weeks ago. He was on that show, The Masked Singer. You know, he's out In the there. middle yeah. of all that, when he went missing, all of a sudden he popped. There he is. There he is. He's about getting his name out there, his brand out there. And how's he going to yeah, feel his about his brand? Are messed up. Yeah, if he's playing for Tennessee or Washington, how many primetime games are you going to get? I think you get a lot more eyeballs on you when you're with the Steelers threatening an AFC championship every year. They get a lot of primetime games. Who's going to watch him in Oakland? Nobody. Business yep. might not be booming. No, not not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> well, Holly, uh, we really, really appreciate you joining us once again. Every every week, expect to hear some kind of sideline smack talk from Holly. Usually she comes on and gives us winners, but there's no football going on right now, so we got to have something. we, we got to give the people something, and who better to have to come up here and get all the smack talk, all the drama going on, and, and have it put it out on the plate for us than XO Holly herself. So thanks for joining <laughs> well, thank us. Thank you, as guys. Always. All right, Holly, we'll see you next week. No problem. All righty, bye, guys. Bye.
All right, we're up against it. We will be right back on the other side, guys. We're, we're doing all things Texans talk, NFL draft. Cody Stutes is joining oh, yeah. us. Yeah, line up your questions for real. If you got yep. any any anything that you want to ask him as far as Texans, any any specific players that he might have got a, a go open sports map up right now and pull up all these articles that he's been putting out. We're about to get into it. We're doing it. So you got questions for Cody? 713-780-3776. Moneyline. We'll be right back. Don't let that speed limit slow. Go on and break it Baby Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.